I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't touch that! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is one-on-one with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Woohoo! All right, howdy, 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 and welcome everyone to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are live at Temple Bay Studios right here in Hollyweird, California. Yay! Well, everyone, please go to uh, social media. We'd love for you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's now Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, and Facebook, Jasper Cole and JasperCole.com. We have a link on there to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. There's a lot, way too much Jasper Cole going on. But anyway, enough about me. We're very excited to welcome. Oh, I want to. I got to give a, a special welcome to my producer, John Williams. Hey, Jasper, who's happy to be in the house. Who, uh, just growing a beard isn't as simple as just not shaving. Beards of all lengths require proper care, even stubble. Cremo Company is here for you and your beard with our line of beard products. Beard and scruff cream to relieve that itch. Softener to soothe and condition. Revitalizing oils for critical hydration. A refreshing wash to keep it clean. And balm to tame in style. Cremo Beard Products. Beard boldly at Walmart, Target, CVS Pharmacy, Rite Aid, Walgreens, and on Amazon. It gives us his presence, you know, very selectively. <laughs> oh, stop. So our special guest is going to know he's really special if John Williams <laughs> left the house to come here. But we've been trying to get this gentleman in the studio. Yes, we tried to do it last month, and the rainstorm rained us out. But everyone, please welcome General Jeff. Hey, buddy. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for making it back. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. We missed the Jasper Cole show for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have been traveling. You went to Berlin since we last saw you. I did go to Berlin. Tell all our listeners what you were there for and how it went and all that good stuff. Sure. So for those that don't know me, my name is General Jeff, born and raised in South Central Los Angeles. Shout out. And hey, you know, uh, first generation West Coast hip hop pioneer. So uh, kind of date myself a little bit. But, um, you know, I've been a uh, golden platinum plaques from working with Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, DJ Quick and a bunch mm-hmm. of other folks. And uh, for the last 12 years, I've actually become a community activist for homeless folks in Skid Row and beyond. Literally, so, literally f- feet on the ground. No, absolutely. Yeah, I reduced myself by, uh, intentionally mm-hmm. uh, to a state of homelessness and went in as a, one of the people. Um, that in and of itself is a, an amazing journey. Yes. Uh, part of this whole overall journey. But through my efforts, um, you know, we did a lot of uh, successes in, in the community. And in 2010, CNN did a featured interview 
on me, and he called me the the mayor of Skid Row. Yes. and so that kind of stuck. That kind of and stuck. And then we were doing so. I, I ran with it for a while. We were doing uh the Skid Row State of the Unions, and yeah. so you know just to share our community's perspective because yeah. the problem was is that even before I got to Skid Row in August 2006, that um, there was this one-sided narrative, this t- typical, stereotypical, homeless narrative, a lot of negativity um, and false- falsehoods about our community. And so that that was the old Skid Row. So my era is the, creating the new Skid the new, Row. The new about, one. You know, the real one. The, about, well, it's real. Yeah, but I mean, But it's, it's, it's about how you look at it. Right. And new so improved perspective. If, if you, you know, it's just like if you can't walk in any room and you look for dirt, you're going to find, right. oh, look at that little dirt ball right. in the corner. But, right. but look at the room. You know, sure. look at the overall community. Yeah. And so through those efforts, you know, we were able to build up a lot of... Uh, uh, community, uh, the overall collective self-esteem, uh, you know, which is huge because a lot of people, not only are they homeless, they're hopeless. Yeah. Hopeless, yeah. And so, you know, through that, it's just a lot of efforts. Just, it, you know, my mom had this, my mama had this saying, rest in peace, um, before you invite company over, clean your house up. Clean your house. And so that was the whole thing about Skid Row. It's like, let's, you know, get some pride in the community. Mm-hmm. Let's clean it up. Let's get some brooms and trash cans and, you know, do do right. for self. Mm-hmm. Instead of waiting for others to always, you know, give us a handout. Right. And so through that, you know, we've slowly built up. And through that, I've been uh, recognized by a lot of different uh, schools that want me to come lecture. And so um, this past school semester, um, there were actually two USC professors that had me come, you know, speak to their classes, you know, gave them a tour through our community and with a specific focus on homelessness. One school was the School of Journalism. The other school was the School of Digital Media Arts on USC's campus. And so uh, things went so well. This one class in terms of digital, uh, the Digital Media Arts class, um, it was about the uh, World Building Institute. And so it's kind of like um, revisiting revisioning, excuse me, um, a community mm. um, and with a positive twist on it. And so that was right up my alley. Wow, yeah. And so it was amazing. And that was the type of energy that we needed for Skid Row. And so the, to, it's amazing to see the students really, you know, use their, you know, intellectual brains mm-hmm. to really think about true solutions. You know, I explained the real scenarios mm-hmm. and issues. And so at the end of that semester, it went over so well that the professor said, hey, I've got another group that, you know, may be interested in uh, having you speak to them if you don't mind me forwarding your information. I'm like, sure, no problem. I'm thinking it's some another school Local, on campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, two days later, I get an email and it's these folks from Berlin saying, oh, we've heard so many great things about you. We'd love for you to come out to Berlin. And wow. so I'm thinking, hey, wow. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sure. Here I come. <laughs> And so, you know, I had a uh, an older uh, uh, passport. My passport, my second passport, my first one expired. My hip hop passport, I call it. <laughs> I, um, that one expired, you know, in the '90s. So in 2010, I just, you know, just went ahead and got another passport. But I've been using it as a wallet. So oh. two days after they, uh, I got the email. I said I pulled it out to check on it, and it torn in three pieces. Mm. Oh shit! And I'm like, I don't think TSA is gonna, gonna let, let me on song. the plane if I throw a little tape, a little crazy glue. <laughs> right. Yeah, not to draw any attention to yourself. You know, right? Yeah, the yeah, rubber yeah. bands. Right. Like it's still intact. <laughs> like, you know, so I had to chase down a new mm. passport, and everything worked out. And so, you know, to go there, and so myself, it was actually the world building. It was part of the Berlin Film Festival. Wow! Um, people come from all over the right. world. It's huge. You know, it's huge. Yes, and yeah. so. I really didn't really understand the full gravity mm-hmm. of what 
um, it was going to be when I got there. And so, you know, but I'm flexible, you know, yeah. you have to be, you know, bob and weave, stick and move, yeah, yeah, got to yeah. be loud on your feet. <laughs> right. when you never know what scenario comes at me. First time to Berlin. And so the high was 30 degrees. Wow. Oh. So coming from L.A., you know, it's like, okay, Ooh. hold on. So you imagine what the low was. So it wasn't a whole lot of sightseeing. Right. But I was there for the business. And so it was amazing because I led one group of, of the World Building Institute. It was actually a, what called a production design studio. And um, so half the room, there was about 40 participants. We split the room in half. So I led one half, focus on Skid Row. And there was a Professor Paul. He led the other group that was focused on Belfast and Ireland. And there's, you know, two different uh, types of communities, right. but, you know, conditions that really need to be adjust, uh, addressed. And so what was interesting thing is the assignment was, and so this is about a part of a, uh, in-depth character development. So like script writing, mm. things, that's, that's how it pertains to the Berlin Film Festival. And then so it's not just, you know, oh, the husband, wife, the kid, the dog, the, the white picket fence. So, you know, they would break down each specific character, say like the husband. So wh wh what makes him who he is now? And so then to trace back his whole timeline, like where he was born, his, you know, his parents, you know, all of his backstory. And so, and then bring that all the way up into... You know, like create a whole life, a whole visioning of, of his journey and do that for each uh, specific character. So how that same mindset applied to this uh, production design studio was the assignment was to go back 30 or 40 years and change one significant moment in time that would change the course of a community forever. Wow. And so it was interesting. So I laid out the history of Skid Row. And, and so with my uh, group, about 20 participants i want to call them students but that was usc but these were participants and so what they collectively chose was back when then governor ronald reagan um when he shut down the state run uh mental, mental institutions, institutions and things and all of that stuff mm -hmm. so they said so what they chose they said well what if ronald reagan would have got one more acting gig and would have stayed <laughs> acting and never would have gotten into Ooh, politics right and then none of the the, the subsequent policies and initiatives sure. things that so mm -hmm. none of that never would have happened so you have you know the uh uh Wow. Lane Lane One, which is reality, and then you had this parallel universe was sure. Lane Two. So Lane Two is what you know the the, the group re envisioned wow. based on that one significant change, and then they brought it all the way wow. back up to you know today's times. And so on the world building, they have a scale. So it's the world, you know, it's the larger Mandela, and then you have the uh, the city, the community, the street corner, and then the individual. And so at the end. Each uh, of the group would break down into two-person teams, and each team would create their character, right? And then go back and then do the re you know, the whole story, and then walk that character all the way back up to wow, today. That's and brilliant. so, it was absolutely fascinating. Sure. Is this the first time they had well, done? No, I they've mean, been doing. They've it been since. doing. They've it. been doing this around the world. Okay. Um, for uh, uh over ten over a decade. Okay. Mm. Wow. This was my first time. Yeah. So, but just to see. Um, what a and, great and, concept! And, you know, no, it's a brilliant concept, yeah. and so like when you think about like all the futuristic films, right, mm -hmm. and uh, TV shows, mm -hmm. even video games, sure. where you have these worlds, you have to build worlds. I work in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, right, He's and in so a so reality, so, world. you know, the different, yeah. right, exactly, yeah. and so all of that pertains to what this wow. was, and so it was absolutely fantastic. So alternate timelines, all of that, yeah. absolutely, and then when you've mm -hmm. got multiple characters mm -hmm. to actually you know, do a deep dive sure. into each of their backgrounds yeah. and then wow. bring it all together. I mean, the different communities, the different, you know, just like the different scenes in, sure. the, in the video game, mm -hmm. you go into different rooms. And right. So to, to envision and, 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 and interact and engage wow. and think out 
all every every phase of it. Well, and so look, it was absolutely honored, you know, for us yeah. from Skid Row to have these exceptional minds and, and and actors and filmmakers and producers and and architects and just all all different types of uh backgrounds that they all you know dove into skid row skid row and really like came up with some amazing characters and well let me ask you i'm curious what was their what was their uh in, how, what did they know about skid row already were, were, were was were you amazed at what they already knew about Skid Row or didn't know? Well, what was interesting to me, thank you, that's an absolutely great question. I was shocked because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, Berlin. So at first, when I first got invited, I'm thinking, why would they want me to come to Berlin to talk about Berlin's <laughs> issues? I, I'm You're not, not well-versed yeah. on Berlin, and, and I don't really think they want to hear about Skid Row. But, oh, yes, we want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. I didn't realize the professor actually designed this whole right, concept around. specifically about mm -hmm. Skid Row. So mm -hmm. to, for me to give the backstory, but what I didn't know was that the participants actually did their own research before they got there. Oh. So at, so when I gave my my opening um, presentation, mm -hmm. and I'm talking about the history of Skid Row and laying things out. So then I opened it up for questions, and their questions were well beyond like entry level questions. Like, they oh, wait, they, they, they know some stuff. Well, wait, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How did they know that? Like, wow, that <laughs> they knew was the history. You know, and, yeah. So they had really mm -hmm. done some research, and and oh, I saw a video. There was a time yeah. you were at this place, and what you said then right. was that that that. Wait a minute. Right, the third question. Wait a minute. You guys like, know some stuff. Yeah. This is this is not just which me made it to, even more engaging. You know, yeah. Absolutely. No, it was great. And so I was able to get into advanced thought right away. Wow. So their own individual research was absolutely so helpful. And so it was interesting because it was actually three separate workshops, but they were all combined, three mm -hmm. separate sessions. So, you know, there was a morning session, then there was this live in, in the morning. And then another on that same afternoon, there was another live session where the participants from the morning session were there. We got cameras and we're on yeah. film. But then at the same time, they opened it up to where we're in this 400 seat theater and other people are not only watching us still, you know, do the workshop, but then we opened it up for questions, questions. for them as well. Mm -hmm. And so it was so this interactive. amazing interactive engagement that was oh, wow. just that the, the, it was mm. just so amazing. That's and then the, uh, the 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 last day, a whole different workshop was like a, a seven hour marathon session Ooh. to bring it all home. And I mean, it was absolutely. Did they record great. any of this, Jeff? Um, they did. Okay. Uh, you know, and so when I when I was at the uh, at USC mm -hmm. for that semester, there was no recording, mm. and so it's interesting because we're doing it. We did the uh, the classroom is in you know the digital and media art school yeah. so there's camera there's you know studio, stuff all studios stuff all around so yeah. I'm thinking I don't know I guess some cameras doing something right. so at the end as a professor I would like to have some footage to take back to my sure. community yeah. and show you know show my community that there are people outside Who that care. really care sure. and are really you know thinking yeah. and and really on a on a on an intellectual level mm -hmm. about our community and they was like oh we didn't document any of that oh so so I said you got it. For for future purposes, yeah, you got to document yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's important. Think and so, for for this one, like the morning session, on uh, the first day wasn't filmed, but the the professor and his associate uh, uh, director, they actually had their cameras, cameras out. And actually, they they captured Excellent. stills and video there. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, afternoon session with in, in the four hundred. Uh, person theater they actually had cameras set up and, wow. and it, it was actually live i have no idea where the uh 
footages or where it went out to, but mm -hmm. I know that was filmed. And then on the uh, the marathon session, uh, the professor and the associate director were back on their cell phone. So there's there's some type of capture. Sure. So Somewhere, there is something yeah. there. Yeah. But so, talk about an honor. Of, I know. Of, of, oh, of man, having but, such an impact. I mean, right. And they already knew so much about you. Just think of that ripple effect that you right. created. Yeah. And then that's just what my side of the group. Mm -hmm. And then you know, so technically they had to do double duty because they had to you know research before the session. They had to uh, research both Skid Row and Ireland. Wow. And so then that side over there, you know, we could hear some of the things that they were saying. And it was amazing. It was a deep dive into Ireland and Belfast and that wow. history as well. And so um, at the very end, you know, both everybody got to team, every both sides, both groups got to present their individual characters, mm -hmm. you know, from, again, world city, you know, community, uh, street corner and then individual. Mm -hmm. And wow. so. Oh, it was just fa fascinating. Well, when you were there and you, they were asking you questions about Skid Row, did you get any sense of what home, what the homelessness situation is, say in Berlin or other cities, or did was there any focus on that at all? In terms uh, of briefly, in terms of them, uh, 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 the participants asking sp uh, certain questions in, in, in terms of context, um, and so just just quickly, briefly, there were. Um, God, people from again all over the world. You know, let me. You know, India, Colombia, Brazil, Taiwan, Philippines, wow. Austra Aust Australia, <laughs> yeah. Sweden. Wow. Uh, of course, the UK and Germany, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. It was yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of guys. Mm -hmm. so. You know, it was interesting when they personalized it. You know, it was interesting how when they talked, they would say, "Oh, there's similarities." to mm -hmm. everything of what you're talking about that's happening in Skid Row, so that there's like a reproduction mm -hmm. of this homeless mindset in terms of mm -hmm. solutions based right. by the city officials and mm -hmm. so-called experts that are creating policies and initiatives. There's similarities that are happening in all Worldwide. these cities in, in countries around the world. Wow. So that that was a whole nother uh, mind-blowing uh, uh, eye-opening thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa, this is this is deep. Yeah, and so I'm glad to document this. And so uh, after this, after you know our session, you know, I, we had a, a debrief, if you will, with the uh, myself, uh, Professor Paul, uh, the USC professor at, who facilitated the entire world-building uh, uh, session. And uh, the associate director, and so they were talking about possibly taking, like, taking a show on the road. Oh. You know? Well, that's and, what and, I was and so it'd be interesting to go to other different mm -hmm. countries, other countries, and then hear other different par participants and give their yes. perspective. And right, uh, I mean, you know, and then this could just go on to be yeah. like such a an massive, ongoing kind of thing. Yeah, which is absolutely great for. Were you able, so when you have you been able to share with your community in Skid Row the experience and what happened there? Did they uh, briefly? Yeah, I have not because this, the day I got back. Um, there was a there were two officer involved shootings and oh, one in wow. Skid Row and it was it's still unclear. Um, they said there's an officer off duty officer that wasn't uh, assigned to the uh, uh, law enforcement uh, the precinct mm -hmm. in Skid Row. He was like one from across town, 77th division, our our division, the central division in Skid Row. So it's off duty cop from some other uh, precinct. Um, he's in Skid Row at about three, four o'clock in the morning, hanging out in a tent. I mean, it's still unclear, it's you know, like what's going on. And and, and and then all of a sudden there was a struggle. There was a shooting, and you know he got <sighs> shot. The other he shot a guy, and oh. uh, you know it, it's still unclear. And so yeah. then you know, so I had to get out into the community, yeah, and deal with answers. that. Then there's a nearby subway station. There's an officer involved shooting over there within the same twenty four hour mm -hmm. cycle. 
Um, I don't know. They said it was a man with a knife in the subway station. I don't know. And then there was uh, some other stuff going. It it just it, I had thing to, after I had another. to hit I hit the uh, ground rolling and right. had to um, deal with the, the the current community issues. And right. then not to mention that you know the rain, the, rain. the extreme right. cold, the right. elements, yeah. right. you know the the normal uh, the normal stuff. stuff that you so deal it's with. like well, there was an opportunity to like mm-hmm. speak about Berlin, Germany, because folks right. have have their immediate lives right in their face. Right. So. Right. But, you know, I pushed some stuff out online, and um, I still have some more stuff to push out there. I still got to gather the footage. And if you have this anything. interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, right. Oh, yeah. And that's a yeah. good point. Where can, mm-hmm. on social media or that kind of, where do people connect with you? If well, you... for me, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook as General Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Skid Row General Jeff. I'm on Instagram as, oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on, I'm on I'm on Twitter as at go skid row go. I'm on Instagram at skid row general Jeff. And email is issues and solutions at yahoo.com because I got to uh, Skid Row in August 2006 and had to, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so then by September 2007, I started my own community activist organization called Issues and Solutions. Great. So my email is issues and solutions at yahoo.com. Great. I'm also the chair of the Skid Row Neighborhood Council Formation Committee. And then we have a website at skidrowneighborhoodcouncil.com. And that's something that's really important to you right now and ongoing right Absolutely. tell everyone about that and what you're what why why that's so important to the community and what you're trying to do with that sure so you know the the concept coming out of city hall you were talking about the mayor city sure. council mm-hmm. our, our our city leaders um historically has always been that you know they're while they're buildings they're property owners business owners mm-hmm. and then they're you know ho- homeless transient that just happen to be on on the sidewalks mm-hmm. and passing through and which you know, that's old and outdated. Mm-hmm. You know, there are uh, low-income uh, 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 housing units yeah. throughout uh, Skid Row, and so there are two leading uh, nonprofit organizations that provide the majority of this housing, and they combine, own, and operate about 50 buildings. Mm-hmm. And so... Skid Row Housing Trust? Skid Row Housing Trust is mm-hmm. one, and SRO Housing Corporation is mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then there's LAMP and a couple of the uh, Skid Row Development Company mm-hmm. and Wine Garden and so many other places, but... Um, so, but the thing is, is the, 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 our city leaders, they defer, you know, none of them ran on the platform of homelessness right. or being experts. Mm-hmm. So they defer to the nonprofit quote unquote experts. Sure. But, you know, me as an outspoken community activist, I, I accuse the big nonprofits of being poverty pimps mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, the way they maneuver, um, you know, it's like as long as homelessness continues, they'll continue to get funding and continue right. to have jobs. It's a vicious cycle. And then the the CEOs and executive directors yeah. are making six figure salaries as yes. high as two and three hundred thousand dollars, and that's in Skid Row alone. And then you still have the larger yeah. nonprofits. It, I mean, it's money, money, yes. money, money. Homelessness in America is a multi billion dollar industry. industry. Mm-hmm. And so with that industry, there are so many of these nonprofit jobs that are creating. So, you know, when you hear out of the White House, oh, we got to create more jobs. Well, what, you know, what that means for us, they're going to create more nonprofits mm-hmm. or they're going to create more homelessness. So that justifies the need to create more jobs to take care of homeless people. Right. And so our fight is not only to uh, uh, to offset that structure, but also to to change the narrative that. Like we're just vagabonds and transients and hobos just passing through. Right? No, we live here. You know, Skid Row has existed for over a hundred years, and not only do we live here, the 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 housing model that's existed for over a decade is, is structure is called permanent supportive housing, where it's like the housing plus the services, mm-hmm. so that you have on-site doctors, you know, medical uh, referrals, mm-hmm. things of that sort. 
And so because we live there, when, especially when they say permanent supportive housing, mm-hmm. we're not transients anymore. We live here. So because we live here, it's like, you know, can we get official recognition and designation as a community? Right. See, if, see if Los Angeles hasn't done that. So currently they're, they have this uh, uh, from the uh, 1999 city charter. Um, the 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 voters voted in this neighborhood council system uh, to act as liaisons between government and and, and the public mm-hmm. because they felt like the government's getting too big yeah. and they're not listening to we the people mm-hmm. and so this neighborhood council uh, system was created in '99 and so um, Skid Row is a part of the downtown Los Angeles neighborhood council and they're focused on you know the lofts the bars, the restaurants, the downtown revitalization and Skid Row's issues are put on the back burner. And so, you know, I, and, and I was on the board of directors for, um, the downtown Los Angeles neighborhood council for six years, uh, you know, three, two year terms at at representing the Skid Row residents. So that means my peers voted for me to represent them. And so it's frustrating. I mean, I I have the wherewithal how to navigate Mm -hmm. the system, but when you have 28 uh, board members, you know, if I put something forth, I need, you know, you need 15 votes, votes to get yeah. the, to mm-hmm. anything to carry. Right. And so that means me plus 14. And so sure. there's a whole lot of nurturing of relationships and things that sort. Mm-hmm. So I could do that. But other people in our community don't have the wherewithal uh, or the cap- capacity to actually make that happen. Mm-hmm. So um, there are don't get me wrong. There are people that can do that. But they're like, ah, oh, we don't want to swim through all the po- political red right, tape sure. all the time. To get through. You know, it's like, ah. so. Um, after so many years of frustrations, uh, downtown Los Angeles Neighborhood Council started in uh, 2002. And so, you know, at that time um, in 2014, when we started our uh, push for uh, to create our own Skid Row Neighborhood Council, um, we're looking at, you know, over a decade of neglect. Mm. And every year the city gives each neighborhood council uh, they started off with $50,000. Now it's down. There was a recession in 08, 09. It dropped down to thirty seven five. So now it's back up to $42,500. And there are currently 99 neighborhood councils across the wow, entire city of Los Angeles. That's nothing. And so, but if you look at all the years of neglect, mm-hmm. okay, well, Skid Row is like, you know, every six years, that's three, you know, $50,000. That's, you know, $300,000 that we're not getting any. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, we can get brooms, right, trash sure, cans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can get Toilets. that could, you know, that could, right, that yeah. could actually mm-hmm. significantly help improve mm-hmm. our community. And so, you know, we're being uh, neglected. So it's like the time is now to create our own Skid Row Neighborhood yeah. Council. So the community, you know, they voted me to be the chair of the Skid Row Neighborhood Council Formation Committee, and I've led that ever ever since. And so in 2017, April 6, 2017 to be exact, we had our election to whether we're going to be, you know, a yeah. breakaway, a subdivision election, yeah. whether we're going to break away and be our own entity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all the community was fired up. It was absolutely a, just a tremendous amount of energy and pride. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was huge, not only for Skid Row, but for the city of Los Angeles. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, uh, the, the results came in. and They said we lost by 60 votes, 6-0, mm. like a super close um, election. We're thinking, you know, but but an in, in, interesting thing. Uh, the dynamic that like like f- killed our election was that less than two weeks before our election, the city of Los Angeles approved online voting, and oh. so then all the vo- uh, the business sector and the folks in the the, the skyscrapers and, mm-hmm. and and folks focused on the downtown revitalization that wants Skid Row to go away. Out right, right. People. You know they you know mm-hmm. able to push online voting through and yeah. have to you know. And that pretty much tanked our election. But what's interesting thing mm-hmm. is we were able to capture evidence that the city of Los Angeles played a significant role in undermining our election. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to be neutral. So now, we, you know, we're in the process of suing the city of Los Angeles and it's an ongoing thing. So we're, 
you're, you're still fighting it. No, absolutely, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so this, I mean, this is vital. And so, what? So now people say, well, so what is what would a, a Skid Row neighborhood council do for Skid Row? Well, the first thing that's the most important thing to me and others mm -hmm. um, is that you know we'll officially be recognized as a community. Mm -hmm. you know, so let's change the narrative. We live here. This is Skid Row, fifty city blocks from Third to the North, Seventh Street to the South, Main Street to the West, and Malameda Street to the East. And then everything that happens within that territory. You know, the board of directors will actually have a say on the matter. And so it won't be a 100 percent resident only uh, board. That's because that's the city's requirements. It has to include a uh, neighbor council board has to include all stakeholders. So we're talking about the businesses, mm -hmm. you know, the nonprofits, mm -hmm. the resident. And so this would be the first time that all these entities that are in the same community will actually have to sit at the same table right. and make the discussions and things that sort. And so okay. while City Hall, you know, only deals with homeless issues as they come along, mm -hmm. neighbor councils not only do the board does the board meet once a month, but then they have committees and sure. they have like five to ten committees. Right. Mm -hmm. And they'll, so that means Skid Row, there'll be minimum, you Constant. know, eighty to a hundred, you know, meet conversations mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. homelessness and yeah. Skid Row and solutions yeah. that, you know, the city will have to be a part of. And so I mean that in and of itself will help move the conversation about homelessness and Skid Row forward. Yeah. And so we're not trying to um, sustain homelessness. Right. We're trying to you solutions. Know, get solutions, mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. get more housing and more jobs and more yeah. uh, and opportunities for folks to get off the streets, right. get them housed, and then let's actually move move this community forward, which right. then makes all of downtown Los Angeles better, which then makes all of the city of Los Angeles better. And then if we can do that in Skid Row in Los Angeles, which is the homeless capital of America, then you know we can implement implement that mm -hmm. and, and, and duplicate that across and America right. and go worldwide. Right. And so then <laughs> yeah. that's when this world building yes. institute, wow. you know, with right. this international input, all of these lanes are starting to, you know, interact and intertwine. So this is an amazing moment in time for it our is. community. Well, that makes me think about when you're talking about worldwide, are there, is there any other country or is there any other city in, in the world that you could, is there any other city that's doing something that you could aspire to? In other words, is because right now it seems like everybody focuses on Skid Row in LA as being sure. like, you know, sure. the worst homeless situation or whatever. But sure. is there a community out there in the world that's like, mm -hmm. you know, pulled it together or tried to do anything like you're like you're hoping to do downtown. You know, my my, my mindset is, you know, no disrespect to whatever else is going on right. in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm focused on right here. Right. Like yeah. like yeah. I said, like I said uh, mm -hmm. moments ago. You know, my mom said before you you know invite company over, clean your house up. Nice. So I'm focused on Skid Row. Right. So I know there were uh, there were at one point in time there were other Skid Rows. San Francisco is the Tenderloin District. Right. In New York it was the Bowery. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still in Vancouver. There's actually still a Skid Row. Right. And there are many other dilapidated communities across America. Again, homelessness mm -hmm. is a multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry. Mm -hmm. the, the latest number, I think, what was it, eight point nine billion dollars? So you it's know, like cancer. So you might as well say nine other. billion dollars, mm -hmm. and so nearly ten billion dollars. If you, you it's know, like and profiting it, off of poverty. That's exactly that's why I call it. Pimps. That's yeah. why I call them poverty yeah, pimps. I love exactly that, that. And so mm. while there's and then we know what third world countries look yeah, like all yeah. around the world, mm -hmm. Africa and everywhere else. And so you know we don't have to look far to to find other examples right. and and look mm -hmm. for other efforts. You know I have a lot of supporters that folks that send me links and stories. Did mm -hmm. you see this and all oh, that? Yeah. I, I, I'm not. Thank you. Right. But I'm focused on Skid Row. Right. Sure. You know we have immediate causes, immediate issues, immediate policies, yeah. and, and and initiatives that are just suffocating 
our community. And so we've got to loosen that up before we can come up and breathe and, sure. and really look around. Yeah. And so what, what we're also in the process of doing is creating the blue, the master blueprint that once we accomplish what we're about in the, in the process of accomplishing the Skid Row, mm -hmm. all these other communities will be looking to us as, you know, right. and, and then mm -hmm. they can duplicate our template mm -hmm. that we're creating for themselves. What, what would you say is the number one... Oh, God, that's hard, I hate right? this question. Yeah, right? It's I mean, loaded, right? Like, there's it's only convoluted. one, one thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. the go first ahead. area that you would, you know, say, where would you start in terms of housing or, like, what would you need to to make the mm -hmm. best... Would it be yeah. mental health? Mental or health. It be, it, health there is no, it's all of it, right? There is, there is no one it. thing. You can't... Yeah. Do it. I, the way I say it, you know, just like my, my first approach in uh, in 2006, there's a whole alphabet full of issues. Mm -hmm. right. Pick one. Right. <laughs> uh -huh. You can start on A, B, C on one end, sure. or you can start at X, Y, Z on the other end, or you mm -hmm. can start in the middle of P. Pick yeah. what... There's some... Right. You know, when you have mm -hmm. homeless vets, you know, you've got women that are suffer, suffering and children and families suffer from domestic violence. Yes. You know, you got people that are suffering from extreme poverty, right. you know, and then of course, like you guys mentioned, you know, mental illness, yes. substance abuse, mm -hmm. you know, you have uh, LGBTQ folks yes. that just aren't, you know, accepted in right. mainstream society. Yes. And so that's, and that was my first line of logic. Instead of saying, you know, the homeless and, mm -hmm. and lumping everybody into one category, let's, you know, make, break everybody into subcategories and get the, the, the necessary help specifically. Right. There, there's tons of billions and billions of dollars to help homeless vets. Mm. So I'm like, okay, the VA, come get your vets. Right. Military, what are you doing? They got trillions of yes. dollars to build missiles and mm -hmm. tanks right. and all yes. this weaponry. Okay, well, what about your guys when they come home? Right. Come yes. take care of your guys. You know, uh, you know, women, there's a lot of women's groups, you know, Me Too movements, all these types of organizations, women's rights organizations, you know, come help your ladies. And right. so, but with the interesting thing in Skid Row, when you talk to uh, Jasper, when you mentioned uh, uh, with, with housing made issue, there's zero low income family housing in Skid Row. And so, you know, the politicians years ago, and, and that's another thing uh, we have to focus on, is undoing these wrong mm -hmm. policies. Mm -hmm. You know, they, it, it, I believe it was in 2005 they created, uh, uh, they, they just determined, you know, there should be no kids in Skid Row. Skid Row is not a safe place for kids. So I have, you know, a couple of other activist allies that said, you know, they want to get rid of the families and leave the problems. What they should do is, you know, leave the families and get rid of the problems. Right, like right. the whole thing is, backwards. is backwards. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, you know, undoing and redoing. And mm -hmm, so sure. we can't even talk about new solutions right. mm -hmm. to address like and get all this trash that's on the on the decision making tables right. right now. And so the problem now is like Skid Row is built on a flawed foundation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just like construction. Mm -hmm. If you have a flawed foundation, sure. no matter what structure you build on top of it, it's going to crumble. It's a rocky mm -hmm. foundation. And so, right. And so people want to want to say, well, what are we going to build on top of the same foundation? Yeah. We don't want to build on that foundation. <laughs> right. It's already flawed and yeah, nothing right. has worked. We want to replace that and lay a whole new foundation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we, the Skid Row residents, we started 2007 Skid Row Residents Positive Movement. And, you know, so the first thing, was is real simple. It's like there's absolutely nothing to do in Skid Row, like all day, every day. And so, mm -hmm. um, the very month that I got to Skid Row, uh, Los Angeles Police Department launched Safer Cities Initiative, which is a derivative of Broken Windows Theory, 
that by then uh, police chief uh, William Bratton, who was also, you know, did, initiated the same thing in New York. New York and and yeah. they said it worked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, L.A. brought him in and he so and all they did was they just started criminalizing homelessness. You know, oh, you're jaywalking. Oh, you're loitering. Oh, you know, public task. Oh, you're trespassing. Oh, you know, and, and, and the, in the first few months, it, they were averaging 13,000 tickets per month. Jeez. And so then once they get people on tickets, oh, if they didn't show up in court or, you know, if they couldn't mm-hmm. pay the fines or the fees, mm-hmm. then, you know, the next time they interact with the police, then mm-hmm. there's arrest, oh, there's mm-hmm. a warrant, and then they take their property and get rid of their property, and they call themselves, they clean, go, they quote, unquote, in, in quote unquote, cleaning up the streets. Mm-hmm. You have to put them in jail. And so mm-hmm. then, instead of having a high concentration of people on the sidewalks, you just have, you know, people shuffling in and out of jail. Right. So it looked, when they get so out of jail, seemed, they come back. So, so it seemed like, mm-hmm. oh, they're, you know, LEPD's cleaning up the community. No. And then as us outspoken community activists, I'm mm-hmm. one of the main ones that was saying, hey, they're not arresting people for murder. It's not like they're going in forever. They're going to come, come back. back. Yes. And that's so that's what happened. And then when it came back, then it was like, oh, homelessness is, you know, exp- is exploding. Oh, is it? No, it's the same numbers. Just, mm-hmm. that the people are now coming back and there's nothing to come back to. These same sidewalks, these same streets. Yeah. And the same confusion. And so it was failed leadership, failed policy. And another thing we got to undo is this skid row containment zone policy mm. that was created in the mid-70s. That's what I call the modern-day skid row. Um, you know, the, you know, under mm-hmm. the mayor, you know, the mayor was uh, Tom Bradley. Um, a lot of people say that was, you know, is African-American. Oh, that's uh, City of Los Angeles' you know, best mayor. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, during his on his watch, mm-hmm. the Skid Row containment zone policies policy was created. You know, the governor was Ronald Reagan. And, you know, so all that energy mm-hmm. was there. And that that now they're looking back on it from here in 2019. Looking back, say, oh, that was a failed policy. Mm-hmm. OK, well, why is <laughs> LEPD still policing our communities with that Skid Row containment zone policy? And for the listeners that don't know, it was basically... Uh, you know, when the uh, the Ronald Reagan, then Governor Ronald Reagan, uh, shut down the state-run mental institutions, and they basically, you know, let the mentally yeah, ill folks go. Right. And there was, you know, so the, the well-to-do folks in like Beverly Hills, Bel Air, and the West Side, hey, we don't want, quote-unquote, them yeah. coming into our communities where mm-hmm. our families, our kids, our schools, our churches. So, you know, you we make a lot of campaign contributions. You know, you po- po- political officials need to do something. And so what they did was they created this Skid Row Containment Zone policy and said, well, on the eastern side of downtown Los Angeles, we'll herd everybody over there and let them do whatever they want to do in this area mm-hmm. just so that they don't be uh, enticed to go into the other parts of L.A. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the day, that's pretty much what the Skid Row containment zone policy is, and LAPD still patrols in our community like that to this day. That doesn't make sense. That's no. not what we need. Mm-hmm. We need high, let's start with housing. Put some shovels in the ground, like you know, city. Of, of Los Angeles is just one city within L.A. County. L.A. County, there are 88 cities within Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't talk about, you know, solutions in Los Angeles City because uh, they're nearby cities. Homeless right. folks are going to come. And, you right. know, there's, you know, so there's waiting lists on every yes. low-income housing mm-hmm. across the county. Mm-hmm. There's 11 million people in Los Angeles County. I'm just throwing out tidbits of information. Right, right. You yeah. know, they're... Uh, uh, you know, 58 counties in uh, the state of uh, California. And, you know, we could just go on a little bit numbers. 42 U.S. states or something, right? Something and, like you know, right. And so, yeah. right. And so, uh, you know, when we look at, um, you know, uh, Los Angeles County, um, you know, homelessness, they, the numbers they throwing out there, you know, you know 60,000. Right. So let's just say if we really like right here in this room right now with the Jasper Cole show, mm-hmm. say we want to come with the mother of all housing solutions. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say if we build... Uh, 100 units per building um, to house 60,000 people. You need 600 shovels in the ground right now. Right. 
um, to, to, to create enough housing stock to, 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 to house these folks. And then, of course, the number's going to fluctuate up and down, what have you. But with 600 shovels in the ground, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes three years on average to build a, long, you know, a, a mm-hmm. building, a brand new building from the ground up. And so when they're talking about these solutions, okay, we need to put necessary shovels in the ground and then mathematically times three. Now, in that third year, now you can begin to um, talk about you know, housing and, and mm-hmm. why people shouldn't have their, you know, their personal belongings on sidewalks, mm-hmm. things of that right. sort. But until that happens, you get the housing stuff up to what it equates the need. Yeah. You, you can't enforce and criminalize homeless people when they have nowhere to go, right. nowhere to place their things and things of that sort. And yeah. so it's all out of whack. It's all in the wrong direction. So again, in November 2016, you know, the taxpayers voted for measure HHH. Right. We call it Triple H. Mm-hmm. $1.2 billion for housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said $1.2 billion and they were saying, oh, it's to house 10,000 people. But it's like, okay, we got 60,000. 60, why would you, why is the bar set so low? That yeah, doesn't right. make over a billion dollars. That's all you can house. And then I, I challenged the numbers at those meetings and then they have to change it to up to, uh, 10,000 because they already knew off top. They're not going to, because the developers and construction mm. company, oh, they're going to eat that money away. And they, they, they penciled it out and said an average unit would cost to build, to construct for a homeless person, average the number was four hundred fifty thousand dollars per unit. I'm like, for that kind of money, you could buy a loft. Wow. They could buy a loft, <laughs> four hundred fifty thousand dollars per unit. What? What? To for low income housing for homeless folks, and so they're eating the money up. So there, there's an audit. The CAO, uh, there was, there's a, a group, uh, a, a, a grassroots community activist group in Skid Row, uh, Los Angeles Community Action Network, acronym is LA Can't. Um, and they called for an audit. The CAO of the city did an audit, and in uh, January of 2018, in his report, it said that the city was on pace to be- provide 6,000 units mm. out of for $1.2 billion over 10 years. And, of course, over time, and we're talking about from 2016, you know, we're a little over two years into this thing. Yeah. What, what so have you seen from it? Have they done anything? That's a good question. If That's take, my point. Well, like, well the they, whole thing, if, I mean, and, and if any, those that know, so this was a property tax. Mm-hmm. Um, the city collects property taxes in October. So when November election happened and it got approved, you know, that 2016 was already done. So they didn't finally start beginning to collect on it till October 2017. And so here we are now, uh, February of 2019. They've only had a strong year to collect, you know, two cycles of taxes. And if it takes three years, like we already said, mm-hmm. to build brand new housing from the ground up, no, they haven't done they haven't anything. Done anything. It, it, yeah. Mathematic on paper, it's not possible. But what they're doing is they're cheating the system is that they're taking money. And then if they're already current, Prop projects, yeah. are, development projects are already underway. So if there's 100 units over there, say, hey, let us buy 25,000, know, I mean, 25 units from your project. Let's get 35 from your project. And they're going around buying projects so they can help get yeah. people off the streets and attaching HHH to it to sure. say, oh, we mm. provide. And then they're making it seem like they built this whole mm. building and they're lining up all these press conferences and things because, you know, you know, Mary Garcetti's trying to get to uh, Washington, D.C. But the whole thing is now you created a backlog for the waiting list that people that yeah. were already in line to mm-hmm. get these housing. And so now it's interesting the nonprofit uh, uh, developers uh, that own and operate the buildings, they're not saying anything because they're they're getting paid they're twice. They're getting paid twice. So they get they got the funding to build the buildings, and now somebody says, "Hey, let me uh, get the twenty five uh, extra units." Oh, here we go, bam! And that's so they double so, dipping. So and- who who's to blame? Like if we had to 
If we just have to call somebody it's the, out. I mean, it's the whole system. Is it, was, it the mayor? Is it the mayor? I mean, you know, well, the, again, yeah. the, well, the politicians, you have to blame all of them if that's the case. You mm -hmm. start, I mean, this, this is the city of Los Angeles. Right. Mm -hmm. So everything's happening on his watch. So, of course, all blame starts at, at right. the top. So yes, Mayor Garcetti. And what you know, what did I, what did but he, yeah. it was happened before him. It was you know Mayor Villa Garosa. For... It's systemic. It's you know mm -hmm. Skid Row didn't just right. create get started like in the last right. three to five years. It's existed for decades. Right. You know we talk about the modern day Skid Row from the mid seventies, but Skid Row has existed for over a hundred years. There are four major missions in Skid Row. Uh, the Fred Jordan mission has been in existence over 65 years. The Los Angeles mission, the L.A. mission, has been in existence over 75 years. The Midnight mission has been in existence since 1914, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, over 100 years. Right. Uh, the Union Rescue mission has been in existence for over 120 years since 1891. Damn. And so the missions in some way, shape or form have been in existence. And those are the cornerstones of our of our community. And so homeless has been there. Everybody just walked away or right. donate, donate their coins, mm -hmm. throw money at the problem right. and then go the other way and say, keep that away from me. But there's no there's not enough oversight mm -hmm. and accountability. So who are you giving that money to? Right. Because say like a, a nonprofit, you know, nonprofit USA. That say that's the name of the organization. Mm -hmm. You donate one dollar to them. They can't tell you where that one dollar went. Right. It disappeared into a black hole. Right. They said, "Oh, and you, you know, oh, we have t over twenty programs. Mm -hmm. Your money went towards one of these programs. <laughs> no, where did my dollar go? Right. They can't exactly. say. They're not gonna, say. <laughs> you know. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah. but then they're not fully to blame because then they're subjected to the rules and regulations that's coming out of Washington D.C. out of yeah. HUD, mm -hmm. the Department of Housing sure. and Urban Development. Mm -hmm. Is that and Ben so Carson? Now, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Ben God. Carson, Trump's guy, and so I don't know if he's done anything. I don't think he but shows there, up, does he? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm focused on boots on the ground, right? So, hey, uh, you know, I don't Jeff, know. what do you think has been done right in terms of? What you've seen since you've been involved in all this. What do you feel has been done right? You must want radio silence <laughs> for this podcast. Ooh, crickets. Crickets. Tumbleweeds. Wow. And so, but, 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 so, so yeah. I was alluding to a point earlier. Yeah. All the funding, when I first got to Scare Row in 2000, yeah. all the funding that came to Scare Row went to some form of uh, like recovery, yeah. whether it was, you know, 12 steps, AA, mm -hmm. you know, harm reduction, self help, and all that kind of, or it went towards some type of a housing model, whether it's trans transitional housing, yeah. you know, shelter, you know, low-income housing, permanent mm -hmm. housing, but there's zero positive programming. And so myself and a, and a few other uh, community leaders, we created positive programming because, again, you know, mm -hmm. LEPD's targeting us. Yeah. So, you know, we created, the, again, the Skid Row Residence Positive when we created our own basketball league okay. called the Skid Row 303 Streetball League. We created our own cleanup campaign called Operation Facelift Skid Row. We even paint positive murals and things. Sure. Uh, there was a Skid Row Photography Club, um, Skid Row Chess Club, um, two theater groups that write, produce, and perform on stage plays. You know, there's a lot of artistic talent mm -hmm, in Skid Row mm -hmm. with no outlet. We don't have a cultural center. We don't have a rehearsal space. You know, it's you know even like the there's supposed to be this this community center in Skid Row that's run by one of the massive, the bigger, uh, larger nonprofits. They don't allow kids inside, and mm -hmm. it's like oh. Uh, well, how do we yeah. build how community right. when you, you know, mm -hmm. you know, alienating the kids? And yeah. so, again, there, you know, so a lot of this this current infrastructure is uh, like anti-family, mm -hmm. anti-community. Wow. So we're in the process of building our own community. Right. And so that's why, you know, and I've, I, you know, I've heard that 
at first when I got there, I was just trying to help. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't realize that there was this title called, you know, because people say, what are you, an advocate? Are you this? Are you that? I don't have a title. I'm just general general. I'm just helping. Mm -hmm. right. And so then I realized community activist is so appropriate specifically for me because sure. I'm in the process of activating a community. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm like, you know, wow, Action. that, so that's why I call myself, you know, Skid Row community activist mm -hmm. because that's exactly, you know, what we're doing. And so, and then it's interesting. A lot of people don't know every year, um, there's this one, uh, uh, Nonprofit, grassroots nonprofit in Skid Row. They've been in Skid Row since 1985. It's called the Los Angeles Poverty Department. They call themselves the other LAPD, <laughs> <laughs> like the LA Police Department, right, you know, right, the other right, LAPD. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's all about Skid Row artists coming together. Again, they one of the groups that write, produce, perform their own stage plays. Mm -hmm. they, they've actually performed around the world. And um, so what they do is every year they do this uh, event is in, usually around October and it's called the Festival for All Skid Row Artists. So if whether you sing, dance, play instruments, mm -hmm. sculpt, paint, spoken word, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you do, um, you know, everybody, you know, there's one park in, in Skid Row. We have a small pocket park called Gladys Park. And we call that the like the home of our Skid Row Residence Positive Movement. Mm -hmm. And so they, they'll do the uh, Festival for All Skid Row Artists in the uh, park and then everybody bring whatever's their instruments, their amplifiers, mm -hmm. guitars, yeah. their tambourines. You know, I'm out there, I have a tambourine. Okay. And, uh, you know, we get out there and, you Do know, you find some that folks are people covering it? Is the single. media covering this no. kind of stuff? Because no. I've so, lived so, so in LA just, 30 years and I've never heard of it. Right. Yeah. And last year, there was, uh, whether due to uh, a construction in the park, they had to move it to our other uh, pocket park called San Julian Park, but that was the ninth year. Mm -hmm. So it's not nothing new. Uh, you know, we push it out. They push out press releases, things of that sort. I mean, JW, so, have you so, heard I've never heard of it. I've heard so, of the Urban Voice. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's a newer and mm -hmm. that's a newer project program. And so the thing is, is thank God for social media, right? Because sure. now we can actually you know film that and, and, and uplift and push yeah. out our and tell our own mm. story because even the mainstream media. You know, I guess they don't want that 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 side of Skid Row getting out there that there are positive things happening. Sure. Because you know, when I first started as a community activist, I would network, go to city hall, and mm -hmm. and, and go to different places, get media uh, contacts, get a business card, mm -hmm. get an email address, and and forward our positive things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to an editor, and you know that we had I forget what the exact it was something that was really huge and significant. And uh, the 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 editor said, you know, well, off the record, you know. Something stories about positive things happen in Skid Row are not newsworthy, and it was like, wow. wow. <laughs> well, you know, and, also, and so then for me, that that ridiculous. I use that I use that as yeah. as an impetus mm. to motivation to you know to keep on and well, doing. It does, it and also, it doesn't play into their narrative of wanting to keep right. it. Yeah downtrodden and bad and right. you know right we don't want to see the, good, pimps. the good side mm -hmm. of it right and mm -hmm. so that's where it's first so that's why we mm -hmm. were glad that you know social media so we hit social media hard and mm -hmm. try to push out create our own website yeah. you know and it's it's hard because not everybody has access to right. technology right. and things of that mm -hmm. sort and that's you what know. georgia the work georgia's doing is incredible yeah so yeah. this is our third this is mm -hmm. our third show that we've done quote unquote on the homeless situation in la mm -hmm. the first one was with, with georgia. georgia and uh then we had an actual uh, someone Franklin. in Franklin who mm -hmm. had been homeless and, mm -hmm. you know, is no longer. And we got his perspective mm -hmm. from using sure. the services and mm -hmm. where it mm -hmm. took him. Mm -hmm. But I think you said something interesting when I first met you the first time before we got to do the show, you know, mm -hmm. you were sort of saying there's there's the cliche things that people think like give some more money, you know, give the food, give the dollar, give the change. And even Georgia had said yeah. that, like, that's, 
That's not what we no. need. We need random acts of kindness. Be, all that mm-hmm. does is perpetuate homelessness. That's yeah. not ending. So, you know, and that's why as outspoken community activists, where you hear these buzzwords where they're saying, you know, quote unquote, you know, help us to quote unquote end homelessness. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they say, oh, we want to raise awareness mm-hmm. on homelessness. Who doesn't know that homelessness sure. exists? Right. It's in front of our faces, in right. front of our homes, in front right. of our eyes right. every day. What are you guys doing about it? Mm-hmm. How are you going to end? Because based yeah. on the, the the infrastructure that's in place now, Homelessness doesn't end; it just transfers from person A person, to person, person B. B. Mm-hmm. That's not ending home. We mm-hmm. house this one guy, right. and it's interesting on the data and statistics. They always talk about the how many people they house. They never talk about how many people they evict. Mm. What is, where's the eviction numbers? Where's the eviction sure. data? Because I was data. thinking earlier, like we didn't talk. So, so when they build the housing. Then is there is there the bureaucracy of who gets into the housing? Sure. Right. And the then CBS, right. the coordinated interest within within the housing mm-hmm. community. Right. So mm-hmm. and then who gets to stay? And like you said, and then mm-hmm. what who get what criteria do they use mm-hmm. for getting in, staying? You know, yeah. that's a whole other and with no tra- exactly with no transparency and oversight. Um, you know, again, so so here locally, uh, they defer. There's you know, funding comes from the state of California, but majority of it comes from uh, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. So you know, Bud. so mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, low income housing, low income housing means you have to have an income. Sure. So you pay a third of your income, mm-hmm. right? And so if there's a third of your income, if someone's on general relief, you know, on welfare, two twenty one, two twenty one. So <laughs> you're, you're, so the average rent is going to be around fifty, sixty bucks. Two twenty one a month. And so, relief. but it's interesting for that very same unit in, in L.A. for mm-hmm. that very same. unit unit say like if you're on you know social security or ssi sure. or something yeah. mm-hmm. um the nonprofit landlord could actually get more money yeah. from that ssi guy so they'll evict the low in, the, the the general relief you know homeless person for this ssi recipient so that there's more money there more money and then you know market and then you know there's there's so many like mm-hmm. tactics and and what they are mm-hmm. you know well, and so then the like, government is not if you're giving these folks a government subsidy where's the oversight they'll let them scribble anything on a piece of paper turn it in. oh that looks good here's your check right. okay keep up the good work wait a minute what <laughs> and we're out here shouting to the top of our lungs yeah. you know this is not fair Especially this these is not tax right credit buildings that, that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and so that's the problem. Yeah. Where's the okay? Where's yeah. the oversight? It's almost like uni- universal health care in a way. Like we, a, a country can provide universal health care mm-hmm. for everybody in the country, which is what we're trying to yeah. get. Sure. Well, we have it with Medicare, right? And I know that's a lot that's paid for by the taxes. But what, why couldn't mm-hmm. it just be a mandatory federal law that every city provides housing for homeless? Then you you're not homeless. If you find yourself without a home, you know you can. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I'd be well, a very idealistic, like sure. utopia. Well, well yeah. the problem with that is, uh, you know, America is a capitalist society, right. mm-hmm. and so if people are, you know, get through through that, you have to have this workforce because right. the workforce is what keeps the country moving. Yeah. Now, if you got people struggling so bad to make ends meet because they're getting capitalized upon, that they're realizing, hey, well, it's easy easier for for me and less stress for me to take the easy route to fall back right. and just go back into mm-hmm. this where oh the housing is provided. All of a sudden, the country is is going to come to a, a abrupt halt right. because there's not that. Many people right. trying anymore, right. and you takes the incentive so, so, out exactly, yeah. and, and that's it just moving America so in the wrong direction. You know, it's like it's so convoluted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's sort of like with the Bernie Sanders and the whole socialist mm-hmm. 
well, not, I'm just saying that it's a it's a uh, it's a pie in the sky kind of theory in a way mm-hmm. in a perfect world. But if we look but, at the one percent, though, I mean, yeah. they would just share their wealth. I mean, that's it's all greed. Saying. The issue is greed. The, the money is there. Mm-hmm. But let, 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 let me say this. Mm-hmm. You know, so in America, the, you know, America always boasts of it being a, uh, you know. Equality for all, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the concept what they're going sure. for. But you can't have equality for all in a capitalist society. Right. Equality and capitalism cannot coexist at the same space at the same time. Mm. That's not possible. So if it's capitali- capitalization, capitalism, mm-hmm. you've got somebody's winning and somebody's losing. Right. Yeah. And so now, now those that are in power, they've learned how to create um, 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 loopholes that allow others to suffer that create capital uh, opportunities for them to capitalize upon. Right. And so, you know, so, so America is just basically eating itself. And so, you know, the next 10, 20 years is critical for America mm-hmm. um, because, you know, okay, it was one thing, when you look at corporate America, it's one thing when they were, you know, you know, it's industrial, everything was happening here in America. Then it was like, oh, we can turn a bigger profit if we outsource it to other countries. And, you know, oh, then it was the globalization and, oh, and import, export. Okay, well, pretty much all of those concepts are maxed out. Right. Where, where are we going to go next? Where you know, so now go? they're telling, you know, other countries, I mean, yeah. the country, everything is done. So now they're looking at... Uh, uh, you know, building infrastructure in in, in in Africa, so all the all the countries are going to try to get into Africa and you know extract those resources and turn profit there. And once it, pretty much we're getting to the end of things because what else is there to capitalize on? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and so then they have to recreate and go back reinvent the wheel. Uh, to and it's like okay, they're, they're, it's a never ending cycle. And so and as far as America, America is eating itself. You know, in California, in the state of California, we got 33 state prisons, and a lot of them are being privatized, just like prisons across right, the nation. Right, right. So that means the stock is being traded, publicly traded on mm-hmm. Wall Street. So just like Fortune 500 companies, how these prisons turn a profit is yeah. by staying full. Staying full. And so then you got this prison industrial complex. You know, we've talked about the homeless industrial mm-hmm. complex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then there's the, the, the educational dumbing down of, of yeah. the masses. And right. so all these... Um, um, uh, in- energies, of all of the mm-hmm. right, all of these mm-hmm. energies are mm-hmm. intertwining together yeah. that have now become America's new DNA. Right, mm-hmm. and it's like this, these are the institutions that America is using. So part of the population is eating off the other part of the population. Yeah. So part of America is eating off the the, the other right. part of uh, America that's failing, and it's by design. Yeah. So that's you know it's. Not going to, it's impossible for it to end because of those that are benefiting off of right. that capitalization. Yeah, so people need to get that thought of ending homelessness, uh, homelessness out of their head. Yeah, yeah anytime it, you hear it, it's red flag, should be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Going away. Be, no, it's an industry. It's cancer's not going away because mm-hmm. that's an industry now. HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. is not going away because it's been created as a multi billion mm-hmm. dollar industry. So yeah. I think that's, I think the message, the best message today that the listeners and us can take away from is. Get rid of that idea. Absolutely. It's not about ending homelessness. But what can you do to help in the meantime? Well, right. the whole thing or, is they have to. Folks have to understand mm-hmm. what it's, it's just like if somebody 
goes into a kitchen a kitchen that doesn't know how to cook yeah. and say, oh, I want to help. What are, they just start sure. grabbing pan, doing things, bing, bing, clang, clang. So, whoa, whoa, yeah. you're in the way. Get yeah. out of the way. Yeah. You need Learn how to cook first. Okay. Right. How, do we, right? how do we so, learn? So the whole thing is, well, that's the thing. Myself and other community leaders mm-hmm. in Skid Row, we're in the process of creating, well, I mean, it's tough because we don't have the technology, but what we intend on doing is creating what we call a Skid Row orientation. Okay. Would it be a video series where people can actually understand the truths about Skid Row, wow. the real time understanding, Virtual you know, right, and yeah. firsthand information mm-hmm. from from yeah. the community itself, yeah. and so then that way and know the tricks of the trade, yeah. these mar- these marketing schemes and all this fluff that the politicians, the nonprofits, yeah. law enforcement, and all these poverty pimps are pushing. Because understand, LAPD's budget is. Two billion dollars a year. Mm. Wow! And every time they have to, oh, they want to implement a new program. We need more money. Wait a minute! You're getting two billion dollars wow. of taxpayer funded, and so if LAPD cut crime in half, right? They're not going to cut their budget in half. Mm-mm. So we argue that they let crime happen to justify their numbers, so they can continue to ask for more money. Right. So they're poverty can pimping the over there too. Everybody's yeah. poverty. So that's pimping. everybody's poverty pimping. So it's some capitalization. It's ma- ma- mask right. with this right. faux right. Uh, activism. I mean. I, of faux, you know, helping people. Yeah. It's right. all a, a, an illusion. And then let's take it to Washington, D.C. So you know, that's where the policies are set. The tone is set there. So let's say, just for simple math, there's a million people that are homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, there's a million people. So they in homelessness defined out of HUD that homeless people can't take care of themselves. So automatically you need to create, on a one-to-one ratio, uh, a million jobs for caretakers, you know, the nonprofit sector, uh-huh, sure. to take care of them. So no man left behind, all those mm-hmm. kind of sayings, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, when they talk about, like when, when President Obama was in office, he talked about growing the middle class. What that meant to us all the way down on the bottom of life's totem pole in Skid Row, uh, they would grow homelessness from one million to two million. So now you can justify on paper the need to create a million more jobs from the caretakers from one million to two million at a one-on-one ration to take care of the homeless folks. And they're like, oh, look at, they only look at 50% of the picture. Look at them. We created a million jobs. We get, mm. No, you just created a million more homeless, homeless folks. Yeah. yeah so, so that's how they frame and slant the narratives Twist and the conversations. And, and, yeah. and so it's like, but we the people, we're not aware of that. You know, we just yeah. in mainstream media will only promote these slanted views. Right. And it's like, we need to be more aware of what's going on. So that's why, you know, for us in Skid Row, yeah. we appreciate the, the Jasper Cole shows mm-hmm. that, that'll let us come on and share with your listeners well, that, thank you, um, you know, this is the truth of what's really going right. on. And so even now with a 2020 presidential election, nobody's, you know, I was ju- home, nobody's going to be talking about, about homelessness. Yeah. And so it's interesting. So as, as bad as we know homelessness is and the problem is, mm-hmm. and here in this California, the real estate prices are going through the roof. The developers, you know, like mm-hmm. we said, homelessness, what we said, 450000 mm-hmm. per unit is the yeah. latest going right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the, they're just, you know, greed. Raping. And, and yeah. Right, right. So say let's say there are, you know, approximately, for simple math, 400 million people um, in America. Homeless numbers, they're saying there's like less than 900,000, I believe, was the last numbers I saw. So it's less than 1% of the, the entire, of entire population. population. So in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., they're going to say, oh, that issue's not big enough, not big enough for us to deal on with on a, na- on a national platform. Yeah. Their decisions are on a national level. So that's a local problem 
So go to your local right, politicians right, right. and they would. And then you get to, then we went to Sacramento mm -hmm. and they're like, well, you know, there's only so much we can do and mm -hmm. you need to go to your local, it's like local, so you local. you try so to they, go to the state you know, level the state. and they well, push we went, it back you know, on the right. local. Well, we went to Washington, D.C. I even went to Washington, D.C. They wouldn't even, they, you know, they said I was approved the day before and I'm like, are you sure? Because I didn't think I was going to get in. And then I get there and they're like, oh yeah, no, you can't get in. Well, I got an email printed out to say, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I get on the plane, fly out yeah. there, and it, oh, he, the Skid Row guy showed up. I guess they out there on Skid Row. He won't show. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're oh. invited. Then I show up. I scraped sure. up and 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 got some coins, borrowed some coins from some friends. Mm. Showed up. Oh, ah. Uh, so that that morning, that was in 2012, and he said, uh, "Go across the street. You know, check in at the White House Conference Center." Checked in. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. The guy looks my eye. He's look. He's got this look on his face. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he let me on in. Oh, okay, great. Oh, everything's good. Mm -hmm. so that was the morning session. The second half of the morning session was go across the street to the White House. Great. They let everybody in. In there was one lady pulled to the side. Sir, could you step to the side as well? Then he said, Oh, ma'am, can we see your ID and your social security card? You know, he went back, came back. Oh, ma'am, sorry. Uh, somehow your social security number it was written down wrong. Come on in. And, okay, great. Sir, hold on. Let me see your ID. Oh, okay, no problem. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know why they didn't do ours, both of ours yeah, at the same right, time. Because sure. I'm missing the session. Mm -hmm. I'm missing the... So then they come back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you can't get in. What? what do you mean? I've got the emails right here. It says, uh, sir, I don't care about that. He said, you need to take care of that when you get back to L.A. Wait a minute! I'm here now. Uh -huh. wow. What do you? And then they were like, they basically stonewalled me. I don't know. They, That's and, just awful. Was so this then, during Obama or who was? This was during Obama. Yeah. Yeah. What? So you know. So I, it wow. does, So for us, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. We don't care what nationality, what what style of politics, what's going on. It's, it's not boding well for us on the bottom of life's right. totem pole. Right. Homelessness, extreme poverty, we're struggling. The poverty pimping is alive and well. Mm. Any and all funding that comes to us, it doesn't come directly to us, the people right. on the ground in, with right. the need. It, needs, it goes to the caretakers, yeah, the nonprofits, yeah. and they've learned how to poverty the pimp. It goes to and the so pimps. they push out this, yeah. this false narrative. Leadership. Yeah. And they push yeah. out this false narrative, yeah. and then people go, oh, they're getting helped. Oh, yeah. everyone in, and oh, uh, uh, Ending homelessness and they're raising awarenesses. And wow. there was a thing like when Kobe Bryant was playing with the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, United Way. They're oh, they're the bigger uh, national poverty print. And they, you know, walk with Kobe, donate money to walk with Kobe Bryant and end homelessness. And that was their, you know, you can look up online, walk with Kobe Bryant in homelessness. So the people would gather, they wouldn't even be in, walk through Skid Row anywhere with their actual homeless people. Yeah. They'll walk, you know, get gather at Exposition Park, and then everybody come with their fitness clothes on, they're walking mm -hmm. around for a couple of miles, donate all this money. And United Way would come out after this, oh, we'd raise over a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. Then those people go back to their cozy homes, and then homeless people are still homeless. Waiting for their help. Yeah. So mm -hmm. walk with Kobe Bryant, and how you going to walk around in mm -hmm. somebody's home? It just magically happens. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's like, like I can. If you walk so many miles, you know, yeah. you automatically lose weight. Okay, I can understand that, but there's no <laughs> walk with Kobe Bryant yeah. and end homelessness. That right. doesn't even. And people are so blindly falling for these false narratives right, and sure. marketing schemes and mm -hmm. fluff. Mm -hmm. And they feel, oh well, it's United Way, so they must mean well. They must mean the truth. Oh, we have to believe it. Absolutely. What absolutely. about your hip hop industry and the, the, the connections you have to? The, do you still have connections to the hip hop industry? Oh, absolutely. Well, do you feel that sure. they're helping? Based on the the testimony that you bring, because you're so intimately involved. 
Well, you know, the whole thing is, you know, it goes back to my, thank you. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I, I need to speak on this as well. And so, um, you know, I haven't really reached out to, you know, I haven't, you know, mm-hmm. thrown down the gauntlet <laughs> and pounded the podium and every single sure. rapper needs to, yeah, you know, yeah. skid right. row, homelessness. That's what a lot of the music and is about. That. And so, you know, I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's extreme poverty in mm-hmm. our, in our, in our hoods where sure. we come from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that, you know, while, you know, skid row is like beneath the you know the, the ghettos and the inner city communities right, and right, right. they you know they're looking at where they came from their immediate communities where they're from and yeah. their friends and families you know that they would have to take care of that before they you know so they try to you know do some things in skid mm-hmm. row and in homelessness and mm-hmm. other th- things here and there mm-hmm. um you know they got the careers they got to focus mm-hmm. on and all of that and then once you get so big you've got these you know companies and record companies and and movie companies and studios mm-hmm. and Oversight, you know yeah. then you've got you know the endorsements mm-hmm. i mean you got a lot of and people that are studios so you are can't in you can't you know they're in bed with politicians so, you know, that, you know, yeah. you know that's right so then politics gets involved and then you you know so politics so, is really the problem and all of this yeah. Uh, yeah everything you do and so I then mean, if we this have company to, uh, time is mm-hmm. time is up but i wanted oh, to sorry, no, no 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 we, we could, could go on we really we really but i thought that was a great way to yeah. kind of bring it to a close is basically the politics is the politicians are the problem yeah in so many ways corrupt, right now corrupt politicians which is in you know that's yeah. the problem with the rest of the world right mm-hmm. now so and you're right you don't hear any of the current 2020 candidates mentioning homelessness on mm-hmm. their platforms at all so we can't thank you enough jeff yes. we thank you so much for coming Incredibly back intelligent articulate but really My everybody God, this is away. just a Appreciate you can tell mm. uh, people like jeff are the real true you activists are. are down yes. in the actual yes area feats to the ground they're living yeah. it every let me, day let, let me just squeeze in really yes. quickly i do have a couple of my hip-hop icon buddies a-list name brand cats cool. that are like waiting for my phone call they said we want to help we want, but the whole thing is they don't want to kick in if it's just going to go to the poverty right, right. or be they you know, intercepted know interrupt. they really you, you know right. make sure it's quality the, so yeah. we got to bypass I, the bureaucracy right and and I, so i told them hold on just keep doing what you're doing yeah. hold on we you know soon and very soon especially we get this scare on neighbor council when we get that i mean there, there's solutions that we you know in grassroots 100 yeah. percent with zero funding that's what i'm saying right. they don't need to your art so Kanye West, mm-hmm. are you listening? We, we need <laughs> you, Kanye. Yeah, Snoop. Yeah. Snoop, all yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody. for having me. JW, thanks. So oh, great to see you. Oh, my God. This was an honor. Woo. Yeah. Appreciate we're going to continue you. this yeah. series. We're going to continue doing yeah. every all the episodes yeah. we can to keep the spotlight on the yeah. issue. So God bless you. God bless. Hopefully, uh, next time you have you have uh, the mayor or somebody else in well, here. Well, I want to do. No, no, get a live debate going. We're gonna have you back. No, we're gonna have you back. No, I'll I'll our, ne- our next thing is we want to get a politician in here. Ooh. So we know one on one with Jeff. Because <laughs> we know Jeff. now that that's. The <laughs> I problem. guarantee you, they go, they, they will not accept because I've publicly challenged them so many <laughs> well, times to and not 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 a politician. This man knows non-profit. his facts. That's yeah. why they want to. Maybe they won't know you're going to be here. I'll mess around. They get here. Yeah. And on that note, we have some work to do right <laughs> thanks everybody thank we'll see you, you next time Appreciate peace you. out bye bye thanks for checking out one on one with Jasper Cole check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released subscribe today on iTunes Stitcher and YouTube technology truths brought to you by Geico technology truths truth you think you can solve any problem by turning your computer off and on hey man is something wrong with your laptop nah just need to turn it off and on no problem it's smoking yeah that just means it needs to reboot truth it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at geico.com 
And now it's on fire. Happens all the time. It's all good. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.